Hey guys, before we get started with today's episode, we just wanted to take some time to thank you, our loyal fans, because we recently just started promoting our YouTube channel and we have already crossed 100 views. And we're super, super thankful for all the love, all the appreciation, and all the support that we've been getting from you all. So I just wanted to make sure that y'all know that we greatly appreciate it. And if there's anything that we can do for you all, just let us know. All right. And if you haven't yet, please, please, please go on Instagram, go on TikTok, and go on our new YouTube channel at new underscore CapsRx podcast. It's the same username for all of them. And start liking, sharing, and commenting and subscribing to our content. Okay. We're posting as much as we can. Uh, Monday through Friday, you always get content from us. And then even sometimes now on the weekend with our YouTube channel. And a lot of y'all have asked for some more financial information. And we've been putting most of that on our Instagram. But of course, you'll still get that on Finance Fridays um, on Instagram and TikTok as well. So another thing I wanted to mention since we're about to come into that season for NAPLEX and MPJE exams and licensures, if any of you guys are feeling a little bit concerned, need some additional help, please feel free to reach out to us, okay? You can sign up at tinyurl.com slash services, and we can do the best that we can to help you. Now, if you feel like you don't need some tutoring, you don't need any additional help, that's okay. Maybe you just have some questions. Just reach out to us. We'll, well, we can answer that. We can help you guys out. But if you feel like you need some one-on-one tutoring and you need some additional help, please, 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 I recommend you do this because you do not want to have to pay uh, to take these exams again or have to wait for that extended period to take these exams again because you could potentially maybe lose the job that you were offered or delay starting getting paid that pharmacist money. So if any of you guys are interested, please go ahead, go to tinyurl.com slash services and sign up today or just reach out to us and we'll do the best that we can to help you. And don't forget to like and subscribe and comment on our new YouTube channel at new underscore CapsRx podcast. Thank you. And let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule Rx Podcast. Today, I'll be your host, Dr. Joven Lazo. And usually I say we have a special guest, but today's episode will be legendary. And saying special would be undermining the value that this individual could bring to everybody that's listening. So today's episode, I'm super, super happy to have someone who has not only pharmacy experience, but also experience with using wealth in order to create a lifestyle to support himself and his family. And that's something that I think is very valuable that we haven't really learned, whether through undergrad, through high school, through graduate school, and maybe even through your family. Maybe there wasn't a lot of wealth building tools. And we had a recent poll on Instagram, and you guys all said that responded to the poll that you wanted more financial content. So here it is. We're doing it right now. We have a legendary guest, and I'm so, so happy to announce and bring on Chris Vasu onto the podcast. How are you today? Very good, John. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yes. Um, so before we get started, can you please provide like a brief introduction um, about yourself to our audience today? 
Of course. Uh, my name is Chris Vasso, as Jobin said. Um, I was born and raised in Cyprus. I came to the United States in 1981 and after graduating West Point Academy in Greece. And um, after a couple of years uh, learning the English language, I attended uh, St. John's University. I graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in 1989, a long time ago. And uh, I started working in uh, community pharmacy because that was my passion to uh, help people. That's what we were taught in pharmacy school. And uh, within a couple of years, I uh, ended up opening uh, my first uh, community pharmacy in Bayshore, New York. I retired to Florida in 2008 after three years of uh, having fun, enjoying the sun and traveling. I decided it's time to, to do something more uh, more important in life. So I mm-hmm. opened another pharmacy in 2012. And then the next one in 2014. I sold all my businesses in 2016. And I since then, I dedicated my time in helping other young pharmacists with uh, developing some financial plans. That's awesome. And one of the things I always hear with people around my age or even pharmacists who have been working for maybe five or 10 years is that they would like to retire early. So we have someone who did this, who was able to retire before the recommended age of 65 and whatnot, and not having to rely on the 401k to get to that point. And so this episode right here is one that I want you guys to save. I want you guys to download and play it back again and again and again, because this episode is the one to help plant the seeds for you all to build wealth as young pharmacists, as young pharmacy students, to be able to live the life that you so desire when you're older, okay? Not in five years, not just in 10 years, in 20 years, 30, 40 years, we have to think about the future. And that's what's important is planting the seeds now so that way you can go ahead and be happy with your life and be able to retire when you desire and to be able to live the life you want in your retirement. So to start off, what would you say are like the five to 10 key steps needed to building wealth. So Jovin, in order for somebody to understand how to create wealth, we need to understand first how economy works, right? Okay. So there are four sections in our economy. There's the government, there's the corporations, there's the financial institutions, and then there's you, the consumer, right? So what do they want from us? Obviously, they all want our money. How do they get our money? By creating certain game and they applying their own rules. So how do the government take our money? I mean, taking our, by creating taxes. How do the corporations take our money? By creating products and then turn them into obsolete. iPhone 1, iPhone 10, iPhone 12, and go on. Mm-hmm. How do the banking, the financial institutions take our money? Give, you, give us your money. We'll put them aside. We'll give you a 1% on a CD. We hold your money for a year, and then we'll, 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 we'll force you to continue keeping your money with us with the promise your money is secure. So they take advantage of your savings to make money. And then there is you. You have no plan and no rules. If we continue to play this game, we're going to lose. But okay. we're about to change that. Yeah. That's rule one. Okay. We understand the count. Rule number two, most of us, and even including myself when I was young, if you need to make a financial decision, big financial decision, who do you go to? You go to your immediate family. You go, maybe you have a a relationship with a lawyer. 
a CPA, somebody you value their opinion. And it's all good because they all mean to help you. They are not going to stop you from reaching your dreams. The problem is how do they know that those suggestions actually apply to your particular situation? The truth is we don't. So I use a process that is based on math and science. Numbers don't lie. So we take your numbers, we run them through a process, and we allow the platform to tell us the truth. The truth is, this is your numbers. This, if we continue this pathway, this is we're going to end up. So we need to take ourselves out of that reaching out to people and look for professionals. Ask for professional advice. That's the third key point. Ask for professional advice. As pharmacists, people come to us. Why? We are the experts on medicine. They come to the counter. I I have a sore throat. I have my eyes are running. My ears are hurting. What can we do? And they trust you. But when it comes to our finances as pharmacists, we fail to go with the experts. We think we're supposed to know everything. No, we're not. I learned that the hard way too. Because I started listening to friends because I thought they were successful. But you don't know the truth behind closed doors. Yeah. So the people that I thought they were actually successful, they were bankrupt. They were living the Jones's dream, not their dream. So one of the one every time I have a client, I said, just trust somebody outside. That doesn't mean the first person that reaches out to you, you just, okay, you know, tell me. No, ask questions. It's yeah. your money. You need to know where your money is going. What are the cha- what are the risks involved? And what are the costs? You know, people pay six, seven percent unnecessary money to somebody that doesn't really care for them. The big, you know, investment companies, so on and so forth. So ask questions. And the fourth and most important point, separate the needs from the wants. Okay? Needs are present. We what spend your money and spend your energy in achieving what you actually need. What you want, it will come later on. And if you're on the right path, it comes very, very quickly. Yeah, I, th- I think those were all very powerful steps to lay the foundation for you to start learning, okay? Understanding the economy, understanding how people make money, the different people. So the government, they tax you. So that's why, you know, April 18th is a tax day that's coming right around the corner. So, (laughs) you know, that's how the government makes money. Looking at the um, corporations, they create products and services, like you mentioned, the iPhone, and we buy that. That's how they make money. And then you look at the consumer. How do you make money? Well, sometimes you have to work for the corporations or you have to do other things where you're giving up your time to make money where these other people aren't because they're making money from you. Um, And then the, the other thing, the bank, the institutions, as you said. I think a lot of people don't realize when you leave your money there, your money isn't actually there. They take your money and they invest it somewhere else. Because if you go to the bank and actually to try to take out tens of thousands of dollars, they're going to tell you, we don't have the cash here. And then you're going to say, what do you mean you don't have the cash here? And that's because they're taking that money and they're putting it in somewhere else to make more money. But they they give you the assumption and the idea that your money is safe, but even in this economy, we've seen some banks have gone down, a couple of banks in the past yep. couple of months. So 
these are some things to be to understand when it comes to to finances. First, the economy. Next, the math and science um, to help you come with a dedicated plan that's specific to you rather than just anybody just punching in numbers and throwing you generic advice, making sure you're getting that that proper professional um, advice from people who care about you. You have to ask questions. How did you learn pharmacy was what it was? How did you learn you wanted to be this type of pharmacist? You ask questions. You went through experiences and rotations. It's the same thing. You have to go through experiences with these people you're talking to, and, and it may not be the first person. You might have to go through two, three, four, five financial planners before you find somebody right. you like. I've had to go through a couple accountants before I found somebody I like. It's part of right. the process. It's the same thing with a therapist, a doctor, any type of professional service. You might have to go through multiple individuals before you find somebody you like. And I think the last one, like you said, is definitely the most important, um, separating those those wants and needs. Um, you have to focus on what do you need. And if you have some extra money, you know, get some of the things you want. But you don't want to spend too much on that. You want to focus on what's important and what's actually valuable and and necessary for you and your family. Okay. What would you say for these young pharmacy students, um, whether in their first year, second year, third year, fourth year, they don't have much money. That's what I always hear. I don't have a lot of money. I don't know if I can invest. What do I invest in? All these different things. But what would you recommend if there's a certain certain investment tool or or certain things that they should do to start building wealth? Well, I'm so glad you asked this question because that's it's right where, that's how I started my, my uh, mm-hmm. journey. I didn't have any money. I came here to this country with $600 and one-way ticket. My mother goes, got to go make a life, right? A lot of us come here, a lot of foreign people, they go. And some people, they take loans to do what they need to do. Yes. So what I've done is that the biggest Biggest mistake people do, they don't have any savings whatsoever. They live week to week, day to day. So even as a student, right, you have a very low budget. You eat fast food. You, I mean, you, you're scraping dollars to, mm-hmm. to go and get a, you know, Burger King or something like yeah. that, right? You don't. But I always said to myself, you know what? I want to take an envelope. And back in the day, we used a lot of cash, right? Now now mm-hmm. you don't even see cash anymore. No. So I took, I took an envelope and I said, you know what? On this envelope, every week, I used to work in the restaurant business. So I used to get pay as, you know, as a busboy, dishwasher, you name it. I've done it. So I was getting pay as cash. So I was to take $5 and I put it in this envelope. And I wrote outside. I didn't even know anything about finances. I was just thinking out. I need to have money. God forbid something happened to me to pay yeah. the bill, you know? And I just put outside for emergencies only, right? And I would put five dollars, ten dollars. And every time I got into the habit, the first couple of weeks it was five dollars because that's what I said I will do. Then as long as the time goes on, then I'm saying to myself, you know, what's five dollars going to be? What's ten dollars? Let me just put a little bit more. So when, when you go to put that five dollars in, in your mind it says, you know what? It's savings. It's not like you're throwing it out. I, maybe put ten dollars this week. I did better this week in tips. Yeah. Following me. So it's about creating a habit. I always tell my clients, I'm not looking you to put a thousand dollars away. Can you put fifty dollars away per paycheck? Oh yeah, I could do that. Fine. Let's do that. So I'm about creating a habit. So that's creating and, and as humans, we as people, we create spending habits. I'm gonna go out every Friday. I'm gonna go out on Sunday. That's a spending habit. You can't go out and not spend money, right? But when did you have somebody says, you know what? I want to create a savings habit. We don't. 
So what happens is you come to the point, you have a flat tire, and the next thing you know, you need to pay $50, $60 to fix your tire, and you pull out your credit card. Well, that credit card carries 12, 15, 16, 21% interest. Mm-hmm. So that tire now is costing you twice as much because you're not going to pay it on mine. So we need to reverse that. We need to go back to, uh, yeah, and we say it all the time, live with what you make. Live be below your, your needs. So you always, but we don't. Uh, 87%, uh, I read an article that the 87% of people in this country will need, will definitely need the Social Security to retire. Social Security is going to go away by 2035. So I don't know what people are thinking. You know, they're trying to make you work till 70. So that's not, you know, it's not, you know, it's not a good path we're on as a country. $30 trillion in debt. Who's going to pay for it? We're going to pay for it. Yeah, we will. We're going to pay for it. You know, and, and another thing, when you save money in this day and age, I always ask my clients, open an account in a different bank. And I want you to transfer the $50 that you promise you're going to save every paycheck to that other bank. Put that in there. You don't see. People tend to see their account and take the debit card out and go shopping. Yeah. And when it hits zero, that's when they stop. If my savings are come right after I get paid, then they're gone. So I learn to live with what I see. Mm-hmm. You know, pharmacists, we come out of school. Fourth year, we live on maybe $25,000, $30,000. We have no money. Yeah. First year out, you get $120,000. Oh, my God. Where is the nearest BMW dealership? I can't drive my Toyota <laughs> anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I can't go to this restaurant. I can't eat Burger King anymore. I have to go to a steakhouse. So we change right away. Yeah. But what happens if we go halfway through, and we say, you know what, okay, I got $120,000, but I'm going to leave on eighty. It's still luxury from the fourth-year student, but it's not excessive. I love two things that you mentioned, because thinking back when I was in pharmacy school, that's exactly what I did. I started with, I didn't think it was right for me to have to dip into my account to pay for a car problem that I have, or oil change, or different things like that. What if I just saved money? So I started saying, okay, let me save maybe 5%, 10% of my income. Okay, well, if I'm just leaving it in the same amount of money that I use for my debit card or my credit card, I'm not really taking it away from there, you know? So then I I figured, okay, it'll be better for me to put it somewhere else. So that's kind of a mix of a whole bunch of different concepts of one, building the habit of starting to put some money aside and saving. So I... That's the first thing he's telling all of you pharmacy students and young pharmacists to do is learn how to save. And I believe, I think it was Atomic Habits might have said in that book by by James Clear, I think it was, it takes 28 days, if I'm not mistaken, for you to build a habit, either like 21 or 28 days. 28 days. 28 days. So if you continue to do that, you'll start creating a habit. And that's exactly what happened with me. I think I started with maybe like 2% or small amount of money. And it's like, Yep. Wow, maybe I could save a little bit more. And then you start seeing that that accumulate. Exactly. And then it's, wow, this emergency happened and I had the money. Thank God. Now I don't have to struggle for the next couple months, try to work more hours and still handle school and all that. So really start thinking about saving. Start off by saving. Save as if it's $5, it's $5. So be it. Save a little. Yep. Save a little okay. each month. 
each week if you can, and then see if maybe you can increase it. And then one of the things you also mentioned was definitely paying yourself first. You know, paying yourself first is a concept of whenever your money comes in, when when your bank account, uh, when you get that direct deposit or that check and you put it into your bank, the first thing you're going to do is actually take that money and put it into maybe your savings account. Whatever percentage you have or whatever amount, if it's $5 you want to put in your savings, you're going to do that right away. So you don't even see it and it doesn't impact any of your checking whenever you're swiping your checking, um, your your debit card and things like that. That comes from your checking account. So you definitely want to make sure you pay yourself first. You definitely want to make sure you're saving and just start to create those habits to where once you're able to start saving, which I believe you're probably going to get to next, that's when you can get into the more fun things is what I like to say. So the yeah. first thing you really want everybody to do is save. And then, oh, another key thing is live but live below your means. So definitely, definitely make sure to stay below your means. And I think that might be the toughest thing um, any young pharmacist can do, especially you come out, you've been making maybe $15,000 a year, and then now you're making six figures. You have all this money. You're like, oh, man, I could, I could, I could be a little bit more lavish and keep up with the Joneses now. And this is really the time that you don't want to. Um but can you, I guess, kind of attest to those individuals that are thinking about, you know, spending something lavish in this, that, is there a mindset that maybe you had when you were working to, you know what, I'm not going to do this now. Like, can you kind of attest to that or maybe provide some advice for those that want to buy the new BMW and why it's important to just hold that off? Well, everybody wants luxury. I yeah. mean, we all want the the, the nice car, the, the big home, the the boat, any luxury you could imagine. It's a, it's a natural uh, process that people will go through. I want the big things. You know, it doesn't make a difference. You might be born into a wealthy family and you still want things to do. I want the Rolex mm-hmm. watch, whatever you name, right? It's how you control your emotions. And most of the time, most of the uh, people is we're in, we became an impulse purchase society. Mm-hmm. We see because of the credit card, that we have, yeah, we don't have our salary on a credit card, but we have actually five times. So we say, you know what? I'm going to purchase this watch and I'm going to pay the next week's salary. Right, right at that point, it should take about 15 seconds. Step back and says, do I need it or do I want it? If you need it, that means you do not have a watch in case of a watch. If you can't have a watch in your hand, then you need it. Now, question becomes, do I want to spend $1,000 on a watch? Or maybe $50 watch is just as good, because the same time. So that's where I have tried to also communicate with my clients. Remember the needs and the wants. If you control your needs early in early career, you will have a lot of wants later on. I've experienced that, so I could tell you for sure Yes, did I work a lot? Did my pharmacy did tremendous? But if I didn't have the savings habits and control my needs until later on, I retired when I was 48 years old. I don't, and I started my career at 31. So in 17 years, I was able to amass a fortune. Yes, I did some moves that, you know, it, it worked out, calculated mm-hmm. risks. You know, we all do that. Yeah. Maybe it worked a little bit more, but I had the foundation through this planning. I asked questions. I said, what happens if I put my money here 
What should I expect? What are the costs? Where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. You know, people, they say, oh, you know, what? I'm only 30 years old. Yeah, but before you know it, you're 50, you're 60. Yep. Now what? I have a lot of 50 years old reaching out. Uh, I'm, I'm retiring in 10 years. How? Yeah. You don't have, you know, you don't have $10,000 in a bank. So they all, we all want to retire. We all want the dream. Yeah. But we have to also be realistic. So yeah. that, that's where I will start. I will start by controlling the urge to be an impulse buyer. Being able to retire in 17 years, I think that's, in less than 20 years, is probably a lot of people's dream. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm saying everybody that's listening, really soak in the advice he's trying to, to give you and to understand you have to start building these habits now. It's never too late, Okay. Start building it now. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what stage in pharmacy, in your pharmacy career you're in. And even if you're not a pharmacist and you're listening, start now. Don't, don't wait. Figure out a number. Start saving, whether it's $5, $10, whatever the case may be. Start saving now, and then the habits will continue to develop, and that will push you to probably do further things with that money that you've been saving. So what are some of the um, do's and don'ts? that you would say using your financial background when it comes to building wealth? What are some, I guess, mistakes you might see a lot of people make that you're like, no, don't do that, and some of the things that you would highly recommend a lot of people do? My favorite person in the world when it comes to codes is Warren Buffett. He always says, don't do what other people do. Always do the opposite. So his theory is if you try to follow the crowds, you will never become financially wealthy person because somebody else is doing exactly what you're doing. So now you have extreme competition. So his philosophy is he gets into a boardroom. One of my uh, my mentor actually was invited and he walks in and he has about 50 people sitting down and, and they all try to impress him by different ideas where we invest his money and stuff. So he says, I'm going to leave the room. And I want you, when I come back, I want you guys to tell me what the public is doing, what direction the public is putting their finances in. He leaves the room, he comes back, and everybody's trying to impress him about, oh, the public is buying this particular uh, stock, this, they're investing money in this particular area, gold, you name it. So he says, okay, what's 180 degrees for that? And they all look at him like, huh? I want to go the opposite direction. That's why he's so successful because he becomes a leader instead of a follower. So my, my, my thing to my clients is it's what I call an uncommon thinker. You want to be wealthy? And when we say wealthy, we're not talking about somebody that has, okay, a few luxuries in life. Wealth to me means unlimited. Funds that people cannot even think like when they think of Bezos, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, the richest people on earth. I always look back and says they came from pretty much the same way you and I were brought up. They always, you hear their stories, right? They have nothing. They just, so what have they done that make them so extremely successful and wealthy? It's not that they're the smartest people. They just believe in themselves and they believe, I cannot be a follower. I need to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, when Bezos started at Amazon, everybody told him, he would never make money being a middleman. Guess what? <laughs> He's the wealthiest person on the planet. 
you know, so they feel that I don't want to be a footballer. I, I'm going to become the uncommon thinker. I don't want to be a common thinker. So that's one thing that I always tell my, my clients. Don't follow what everyone is doing. And you have to trust yourself okay. and, and, and ask questions and know what you want. You have to have a plan in your mind. What, what every person is, and it's, we are our individual human beings. And we have certain needs that, you know, your retirement is totally different from my retirement. Because you have different things you want to accomplish when you retire or mm -hmm. how you structure your life. I have different things. My priorities might be, you know, climbing the mountains. You might be sitting in the ocean, playing at the beach somewhere. Okay. So I always said, you know, prioritize yourself, understand. One little trick that I always play with my clients is I want you guys to take an envelope and I want you to write down what do you want to accomplish in five years' time? And they write down a couple of things. I said, take that paper, put it in the envelope, and seal it. And write down, open in five years' time. Then I said, I want you to do the same thing for 10 years, 15, 20 years. So they got four envelopes. So next thing you know, five years go by. And I said, I want you to open and I want you to be truthful to yourself. That was your plan when you came out of college, that in five years' time you want to have Decrease your student loan by 20%, have $10,000 savings. How you accomplish it? You need to have checks and balances. And you have to be truthful to yourself. So that's one of the biggest things that I always teach my clients. You have to control your impulses and you also try to be truthful to yourself. Okay. Yeah, and in this day and era, with the social media platforms and the wanting to show off and imitating a lot of different people, it becomes hard to be a leader and not a follower. And this is something that even through my financial journey, I feel it's, it's helped my mental health, my fitness as well. Cause once the way I look at it, once you start saving money and you start learning about how money works you start to realize so many different things about life. And then it, it makes you start thinking about what's valuable about life and what's precious. And one of the things I realized is time is precious. And you probably realize that too, which is why you probably want to retire in 17 years or we're able to retire in 17 years. And that's something I think about because then I'll be able to, if I could retire early instead of waiting until 65 or now 70, that since they're trying to push it back um, because right. so many people are in debt that I'd be able to have more time to do what I would like to do or more time spending with family or more time spending with friends or whatever it is that I would like to do. I just have the time now. And that's yeah. the beauty of wealth is that it helps you have all the assets, the abundance to be able to go ahead and do what you would like to do. And so what are some of the, um, if you have any advice on some of the mental roadblocks that if you could help recommend for people to kind of overcome to get started into saving today or to get started being more of a more of a leader instead of a follower, trying to get away from trying to keep up with the Joneses and to do the right things to help them build that wealth. Well, you, you have to start with yourself. You have to understand what do I want to do as a human being? What, what's my dreams? What's my goals? Write them down. You know, don't just say, oh, I want to do this. No, write them down. I always believe when you write things down and you read them back, 
your, your mind is, is, is working on it. Oh my God, I'm responsible because you feel like once you write things down, I always feel like, oh, I better, I better accomplish that because I wrote it down at that moment. So it, it keeps you going back and rechecking and says, am I in the right path? And there's, in, in that path, you will have certain obstacles. You will. This is life. Yeah. And if you go through life, if it was a way for me to show you a way to go through life without any obstacles, you will come on the other side knowing nothing. You know, every time I went through a difficult time in my life, I come on the other side and, and the people tell me, you know, you're 60 years old, 62 years old. You've been retired. You're okay. You just do whatever you want to do. If you had to do it again, what would you do different? I said, nothing. Mm -hmm. I said, all my struggles, it's who I am today. If I didn't like who I am today, then I would change things in my 20s, 30s, 40s, or whatever the case is. I said, I like who I am. That's exactly where I wanted to be when I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to go through life and I want to have challenges. I want to have health issues. I want to have pains, you know, as much as I don't want to say that, it, it's more, if you don't go through hardship, you want to appreciate life. Yeah. I should not be even being here. I retired, 2000, I want to share something with you. I retired in 2008. Two, two years later, I was diagnosed out of the blue with leukemia. Mm -hmm. I was dying within three months. I'm 250 pounds. I was down to 140 pounds. Never been sick. Never took antibiotic in my life. Guess what? My medication, $14,000 a month. My insurance didn't cover it. Yeah, I just retired. And I had all this money. So that's a life-saving medication. Make the long story short, I had to pay for it. $14,000 a month cash. So all the plans that I've done to retire early, within three months, they were shattered. Wow. But... I was, I had saved money. I had my, I was like, I need to do something. It gave me time. It bought me time. I was paying cash for 11 months. That's more money that people pay. That's two years of salary for some yeah. people. But I'm paying cash. That's plus my expenses. So just when you thought you have all this money, I go to my wife, we got to do something. So guess what? That's when I opened the pharmacy. I go back to my roots and I say, you know what? I'm going to work there. Thank God. I went to MD Anderson. They took care of me. I went to remission. I've been complete remission since then. Everything is good. But if it wasn't for that, that emphasized to me the emergency fund, the structure of my finances, what's important in life. I knew it, but that was a validation. So, People need to go and, and, and at different levels. I don't wish people to go through hardship by any means. Yeah. But if I've seen some people that you just go through life and there's nothing, or there's small things they make it, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't. And always the bottom, it goes to its financial problem. Mm. Very small percentage, it's actually health issues. Yeah. They develop financial problems, which the financial problem turned into a health issue. Yeah. I don't know why I got it. Don't ask me because I have financial issues. But it was a sign of something I had to go through to be who I am today. It's powerful to know that the habits you made 
at 31 was able to continue your life and prolong your life in your 40s, in your 50s to to now, right? And so without you building those habits, there's nothing you would have been able to do. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is, especially if you're a pharmacist or pharmacy student, yeah, maybe if you make less income, you can try to get some government help, but you're not at that point in stage. So it really relies more on you. The more money you make, the more it's on you to be able to protect your assets and protect your wealth. And that's why this episode is so important and so valuable because I'm providing someone who's lived through it, who's done it, who retired twice, (laughs) (laughs) you know, at an early age, both times. So it's someone who can really be a mentor and really provide great quality advice on what to do with your money. So that way you can also be protected in the future. And he understands us. He was, he was, actively working as a pharmacist he's owned pharmacies so it's it's important i think also to get advice from people who come from your background who come from your profession because they understand it they understand how you get paid they understand the type of 401k structures you get and whatnot and whatnot so i'm super glad to have you on and i kind of wanted to talk about another thing that i believe is important because i know everybody's going to be at different stages right different stages of wealth some people might have debt some people may not some people might um, already have an emergency emergency fund. Some people don't. If you could give maybe like a brief step or like a, if you were to look at it as like a ladder or a staircase, what would you say would be the steps? Like, okay, once you learn how to save and you have your emergency fund, what would be like the next step you would say um, as far as building wealth? Well, the next step is what we talked about in our phone conversation last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's about the velocity of money. Right. We started this conversation. I want my clients to think like they are to become uncommon thinkers. What are uncommon thinkers do? They don't sit, they don't put their money in the back, the CD earning 1%. So once we develop the base, which is the emergency fund, now we have a piece of land. Now we're going to go and get an architecture of plants. So that's where the program will come into place. And we say, okay. If I build this house in 20 years' time, 10 years' time, what if this house is going to work? Oh, wait a minute. I have a different plan. I'm going to put a duplex. What's my duplex is going to work in 20 years? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to put a three-story. What's my three-story? So once you have the foundation, once your emergency fund is put aside, now you have to take your plans, your dreams, your goals. What are you going to do? That's how I started. I started at 31 years old. Zero money in the bank. I opened my pharmacy. I borrowed money on my house. And my financial advisor, my best friend now, he comes in and goes, Chris, when do you want to retire? I go, Nick, are you crazy? <laughs> I don't have any money. Yeah. Do you want me? He goes, okay. I go, okay. And he was pushing me. I go, Nick, leave me alone. 65. He goes, no, earlier. I go, Nick, <laughs> how? <laughs> he goes, just give me an age. I go, you know what? Just to stop. I said, 58. He goes, okay, that's good. So we made a plan for that. I didn't know at the time. So he goes to me, this is a plan. So we, he created a plan and he showed me the checks and balances. And every once a year, twice a year, sometimes we met. I said, Chris, six months goals, eight, nine months goals, 12 months. Where are we? Did you say $5,000 and you said? So then he taught me how to use money to make money. So the key 
is not only to save money, but you need to save money in the right places. Okay. The biggest mistake pharmacists do is use the 401k as a their banking system. Mm. Well, it's very costly. Whenever you borrow money, less you're 59 and a half, you're going to pay 10% penalty. 10% is a lot of money. Yeah, your company is matching it, I understand, but that's what you count to pay your taxes when you when you retire. Mm-hmm. So if you are not saving it, then you penalize yourself. Plus, the government is smart. We said that at the beginning. That's a government plan, right? So they yep. got their own rules. So what's the rules? You got to pay me back. Taxes, yeah. Without, ta- without the tax money. So for every dollar you borrow, it's costing you three. I had a client. She called me up. I just finished explaining all that. She goes, Chris, I bought a car. I said, great. Now I'm thinking, where'd you get the money from? I said, what <laughs> kind of car did you buy? She goes, oh, I bought a used Honda. I said, Maria, great. I go, you love the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, can I ask you a question? I go, it's your money at the end. I said, where'd you get the money from? I, I go, we just did the finances. You didn't tell me anything about that. She goes, oh, I bought it from 401k. I got to have congratulations, Maria. You bought yourself a $30,000 car. She goes, no, you didn't hear me correctly. 10000 I go, Maria, you didn't hear me correctly. 30000 yeah. She goes, what do you mean? I go, didn't we just talk about borrowing, the cost of borrowing money? Mm-hmm. So that's an example that I use all the time. I'm like, huh? Yeah. That's how it works. So back to your question, emergency fund, put your money that easily accessible to make more money. During your lifespan, you will be presented with opportunities. My opportunity was to open the pharmacy. The money that I made in the pharmacy, I put into real estate, different projects. Every project, some of them are good, some of them not good. It's okay. It's part of the process. But what, because I have the ladders, I created the ladder, I created the process. Mm-hmm. So I just go one step about, okay, I'm in this platform now. I'm at this level. What are my exposures? What are my risks? The bigger, the higher you go on the ladder, the harder you want to fall down. So your base needs to be wider. So that emergency fund that we started with, $3,000 now needs to be maybe 10, 20, 30. So we base our process on three key things. Number one is protection. You're building a castle. You need to protect the castle. I'm not yeah. saying just go buy, buy insurance for everything. No, but there, you need to understand the risks. Number two, savings. Your savings have to be things that you, your emergency fund is right there. The money that is secure. You need securities. And then, of course, growth. That's when you take chances. Stock market, all these investments, it's a, it's a gambling. We don't know. We have no control of our money. That's why I always went towards the real estate, because I have control. I could sell my property. I could leverage money. I could depreciate, appreciate. I felt I have more control of my assets. So that, that's one thing that I've done and I'm suggesting to, I'm recommending to a lot of people. Have control of your assets and also understand the steps and the risks that you are taking. And I, I know you have to go shortly. Absolutely love this episode. I think this is a great introduction to finances. So really, first thing we want to make sure that you guys are starting to do is start building the habits of saving money. 
and then create a number for your emergency fund. Maybe it's 3000 5000 Everybody can have a different number. Have a number for your emergency fund, save up to there. And then once you have that emergency money available, then that extra money that you started saving, that's when you can go ahead and start increasing the velocity of your money. Have your money make you money. So one of the things I always, I always try to do and I always think about is if I don't make money while I'm sleeping, I'm failing. I need my money to make me money 24 hours on the clock. So that way that can help me retire early. But super glad to have you on. I know you have so much knowledge, so much um, information, and um, I'm sure our audience is going to love this. I, you already know I want to have you back on here. <laughs> and we could go, we could go more in depth. <laughs> yeah, you know, no we, yes, yes, yes. We were talking on the phone a lot. So I uh, definitely want to have you back on here. But before I, I let you go, what is the best way for any pharmacy student, pharmacy school, or pharmacy organization to reach out to you and get in touch I'm with you? A, I'm a firm believer. Even when I have my own business, all my clients have my cell number because okay. I'm, that's who I am. I don't. So I'll give you my cell number 631 433 1548. And obviously, you text me, call me. There's always, I always will answer, I always respond. And of course, if you want to send me an email, I'll give you two emails. One is the professional, the other one is personal. Either one is fine. It's Christos, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-S dot Vasu at A-F-G-F-L dot com or mvchristos at gmail.com. Perfect. So I'll go ahead and add that to the show notes to everybody that's listening. Um, if you didn't catch it, so that way you can go ahead and email or call him. Trust me, it works. That's how I met him. <laughs> I just gave him a, a quick text message and a quick phone call. Um, then we just started talking right away and uh, we've been in touch since. So it does work. I'm living proof. So if you have any questions or any advice, and he's been able to help me tremendously in the short amount of time that we've talked. So I can't wait to continue to to reach out and, and gain some more knowledgeable advice and mentorship from him. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, uh, Chris Vasu. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you on. I know you have to go, but I'm sure we'll be back again and we'll be able to create more content and you could tell us some more stories, um, more about the pharmacy side, because this one was more about the finance, but more about uh, the pharmacy side. So thank you so much. We're so happy. My to pleasure, have you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm always here for pharmacists. I'm a pharmacist first, then a financial advisor. So right. I have a, I'm, use my phone, call, use my knowledge, ask questions. There's no fees. You don't have to worry about me charging you hundreds of dollars. Yes, I could later on in life, but not right now. Right now, <laughs> you need all the help you could get. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, and trust me, he didn't charge me. He didn't charge me. So definitely do it. <laughs>